Blog Talk Radio. George Command and welcome to the Tuesday show. Shifting gears a little bit. How's everybody today? Did you have a great Monday? You're off to a good week. Hey, it's Tuesday. Or is that another Monday or is that closer? Or are we going to think of Tuesday as another Friday? It's up to you guys. I don't know. Well, how do you feel? What's what's going on? Hey, did you enjoy yesterday's show? If you got a chance to listen, I saw that there was quite a few people that had tuned in to some of my shows lately, which is like a nice thing to hear. It's always good to know that people are actually listening from time to time. So what are we talking about? Well, I kind of sping in my head this morning about it's spring. Well, it looks like spring. It's not quite spring yet here. It feels like it. Still, we had snow this morning in the Denver area. But it is spring, and spring turns to romance and love. So we thought we'd talk about love a little bit, some ways to attract love. Do you have any questions about love and attracting love? I'm more about how to get there. Of course, everybody can fall in love. Love is something that is so much a part of us and so much one of the things that we really, really need in life is love. So... So it's really about, I use the word so a lot. That's a word whisper. I should cut it out, right? Stop saying so. So love is something that, love is something that we all crave. Now, it may not be romantic, but it's still love. We all want to be loved. At least I think we all want to be loved. And the spirit says we all want to be loved. So it's about love, love and relationships. A little bit how to attract love into your life. That's what kind of the focus I wanted to put on today. So I have an article on the, from the law of attraction.com, six ways of attracting more love into your life or a partner. I was just chatting with one of my friends who's also a client this morning, and we're going to talk later. And, you know, I had to emphasize to her this idea of focus. What do you want in life? What are, you, what are you willing to focus on? I watched a documentary on Bill, not on Warren Buffett, you know, one of the richest men in the world. And, you know, it was about how he got started and blah, blah, blah. The whole thing, you know, his family, you know, just everything. He's an 86-year-old multi-billionaire who's giving away a big chunk of his money to all kinds of foundations and causes. But early, well, not so much in his, I guess in his career back in the 70s, he became friends with Bill Gates after Bill Gates had started Microsoft and that whole, I won't get into the whole story. I'm just trying to kind of give you a little background. So Bill Gates' father sat down with both of them and said, okay, what is the one thing that you need to focus on? Or what, what is the, what is info? See, I blew it. I blew up my discussion. Oh, no, I just did it. Um, what is this one thing that has led to your success so far in business? And the answer they both wrote down separately was focus. So if you want to be in love, you got to focus on love. 
If you want to attract somebody in your life, you have to focus on it. It has to be a prime focus in your life. So that's what we're going to talk a little bit about. That's one of my spirit guides. So if you're interested in getting what spirit might say to you about love, you know, sometimes, and, and then this just popped in, and maybe I should let my spirit guides just talk to you about it instead of rambling on and on about this, and then we'll get into the article about ways of doing it from the law of attraction, of attracting more love into your life, or love, or whatever you call it. Uh, you know, John Lennon once said that, to, to I'm paraphrasing, so to have love, you need to give love. You have to be love to get love. And we'll talk about that. But I think that's one of the keys. You have to be a loving person to attract love into your life and the kind of love you want. And as I was writing to my friend this morning, you know, sometimes we live by default. We, we don't change our focus. We don't refocus our lives on what, what we really want and what's really important. And when we end up living our lives by default, we continue to do the same things over and over again and attracting the same things into our lives because we don't really focus on what we really, really, really want. It's so you need to identify what that is. If it's love, then you need to focus on it. You need to do things to attract love into your life. So we'll talk about that. Let me have my spirit guides, the spirit group, the Sarah group, talk to you for a few minutes. Sarah is a group of spiritual teachers who different ones come in and out of the group depending on the topic. So hopefully whoever's talking to you today from the group will be focused on love and be a love expert. You know, some of them have lived on the earth and some of them haven't. And some of them have been whatever it's kind of a cool thing. It's like it's like going to a class and a different teacher comes in every day based on the topic, right? Yeah, so that's what my spirit group is. They don't like to give personal identities. They just like to go with the group name so that, that personality does not get intermingled into this. It's all about the message. So I'm going to go away for a couple minutes and let them speak to you about hopefully love. I don't know. Maybe they'll talk about something else. You, as humans, take love and you, well, how do we put this for you? Because we, we find that love is important to you, but you put conditions on love. Let's just frame it that way. You put conditions on love. Love has to be a certain thing or love has to be in a certain way or love has to be and this person has to be this and it has to be that. Now, of course, you're allowed preferences. You should have preferences. You know, you should you should put certain boundaries about what you accept as in a loving relationship. And sometimes you don't do that. You you allow the physical attraction to get away, get in the way of the boundaries that you should be putting around love. Now, let, let's explain that a little bit because. We've listened to hundreds of George's phone calls from people who are in relationships, and they're not happy. They say they're in love, but they're not happy. But why aren't they happy? Well, there are a lot of different reasons, and we could get into all the various reasons. But one of one of the reasons why people aren't, let's say, 
the relationship is not serving them is because when they start to get into a relationship, and this is the way it works in almost every case, is that you become attracted to someone and you start to develop and you have this romantic, warm, fuzzy, emotional feeling when you first connect with somebody, which is natural, which is normal. No, it might start off as a friend, but then at some point you, you find this mutual attraction, this this chemistry between two people, and, and you want to continue on with that. And that's a good thing. And as you do that, you start to overlook things about the person. So, you know, if, but as a friend, you know, if you start as a friend, it, sometimes you stay as a friend. So we, we're not discouraging you from developing the friendships first. But at some point, there has to be that romantic chemistry between two people, that bonding energy. Well, call it love, but call it romance between two people. Okay, so we, we, we give you that. So it starts as friends, and then all of a sudden, you start to shift, and you see the person differently. And then you get this romantic aura around you, the two of you, and you start overlooking things. And you start acting differently because you want to impress that person. You want to please that person. You step outside of your own personality a little bit. You adjust who you are for that person, which is good, which is nice. It's you, you're blending with somebody. You're, you're, but as time goes on, now here's where the problem is, and here's where we see it. And, and, and you, you can read about this in books, and you can go to lectures on this, and you can go to relationship counselors on this. But what happens is you gradually gravitate to who you are, who the real person is. If you're an angry person, you go back to being angry. If, you go, if you're a selfish person, you go back to being selfish. If you're a person who doesn't communicate, you go back to not communicating. And at first, that might be okay as a couple. Here's where, here's where the sticky point is. You, you've decided that you've put time into this relationship, and this person is starting to slide backwards into who they really are. They become the, the person that they are because all of that euphoric, romantic, sexual energy is starting to wear off. And you, and you slide into – and now you see – all the warts and all the stuff about a person. Here's where the problem is. You stay with them. You think they'll go back to that other person. They'll become that other person again. Now, unless they consciously realize the value of being that person that they were, where they started to be, they don't. There you are in a relationship where you've created this gap between you, or you shouldn't say created the gap, but the gap has started to spread because people are becoming who they really are. But now you're in a relationship and you don't want to quit. You don't want to give up on it because, well, they'll change. They'll, they'll, I want that person I had at the beginning of a relationship. And it doesn't work out that way. The lesson here is, for people, is once you see that drift, once you see people going back to who they are and displaying those qualities and those personality traits, which really, you, it really irritates you. You have two choices. You can bring it up 
and you can say this is this is not what I was hoping. I was hoping to see this other person, or at least a good portion of this other person in our relationship. And, or you can just leave the relationship. But there's no if there's no shift. Now we're going to back up. If there if they say, oh, this is me, this is who I am, this is my personality, this is the kind of person I am. And or they don't want to communicate about it. What's your alternatives? You can live with the situation and complain about the situation, or you can leave the situation and say, "Okay, this is not what I expected." This is, and there's no harm in that. From our perspective, from your spiritual place, you've learned something about what you don't want. You've learned a lesson of. I'm going to give it a certain period of time, see if they continue on, if this is the real true character of this individual, the true personality, or are they wearing a mask of some kind to please me because of the euphoria of the situation. So you identify that. So you go through that stage, that romantic stage, and then you move into the friendship stage and the bonding stage. And once you become really good friends, and they just continue to display a lot of the qualities that you're really looking for, then you have a great relationship. But if you've gone through the romantic stage, the honeymoon stage, as people call it, and they start reverting back to that person, they become comfortable and they revert back to who that person really is, then you have to make a choice. And you have to make a choice quickly because you don't want to get stuck. I know we're talking about love and romance, but what we see in human race is you get stuck. You get stuck with something you don't want, especially if your partner is unwilling to realize, oh, this is not working. This is not working, and they become selfish and stubborn and difficult, and they find little things wrong with you, and they start to nitpick because early in the relationship, you overlook all that. You start to overlook those things. Now, obviously, two people aren't perfect. Two people will have difficulties and challenges and personality traits that may not agree with you. But we would say to you at some point, is this really your best friend? Is this somebody that you really can work with, that you appreciate their qualities, you appreciate their personalities, you have this really nice blend with them? Yeah, you might have difficulties and problems, and that's all relationships, but you can learn how to deal with the difficulties because you both are connected at that deep level. We call it soul level. But at some point, at some point in this relationship, you have to make a decision to go forward. You have to do the the red light, green light, or yellow light decision. You have to say, okay, it's a red light. Some people call it the red flags. There's too many red flags, and I'm moving on. Or, yeah, the go is, the green light is, yeah, we continue to do this. It's working. It's, it's, we, we're compatible. We, we don't fight. We get along. We, if we, have, we disagree, we talk through it. We work through our difficulties. We complement each other. We do, do well in this relationship. So definitely a green light. Now, sometimes there's a yellow light where you go, I'm giving a little bit more time. I'm just going to give it a little bit more time to see if, if this is the true character of that person. Because obviously you're not going to change that person. Obviously you can't change that person. 
people only change when they're willing to change, when they want to change, when they see a value in changing. And so we would say to you, love and romance is all part of it. Now, if you go back centuries, love and romance wasn't as important. Love and romance was secondary to maintaining a family and having a family unit and support of a family unit and having a couple who got together for to work as a family unit. In the love and the romance part, it wasn't as significant as the importance of maintaining and having children and developing a family and to work on a farm together, and you became partners. And, and the love and romance, but... As partners, you begin to respect each other, even from that that attitude of, well, we're just going to get married, we're going to have children, we're going to work on the farm or work together to build a life where the love and romance is not as strong. You know, those are arranged marriages or whatever you call it. But as you develop respect for each other and compassion for each other, even in that kind of relationship, the love can grow and become very deep because of the respect and the compatibility and the ability to work together. And even those relationships don't always work for one reason or another. But so what we say to you is be looking for the character of the other person, the personality of the other person. Is it reverting back to something that you go, wait a minute, that's not what I bought into. That's not the kind of person I was expecting because they're becoming their true selves. They put the mask on for a while to win in the relationship, to get what they want. Now they're reverting back. Well, I got it. It's there. Now I can become. And they do it subconsciously. You do it. You, you will always gravitate back to who you are in a relationship, in life situations. Over a period of time, you will always go back to your true nature unless you decide I need to alter that need to alter my belief systems. I need to alter my behaviors because it's not serving you. So that's our, that's our lesson for the day about love and romance. We're not trying to discourage you. But we want you to keep your eyes open and be very aware of what's going on in your relationship and be willing to say, red light, I've, I need to stop this relationship because it's not moving forward in a way that I intended it to or wanted it to. We're not pulling in the same direction. We're pulling opposite of each other. Don't let it go on too long is our message to you. Don't let it go on too long where you become so entangled that you can't break free of the relationship. And we would encourage you to... Because of your society, we would encourage you to prepare yourself for that possibility. And we can talk more about that and how to prepare yourself, but that's really up to you. Different things that you could do. Both primarily would say prepare yourself financially for that possibility. Don't be naive. It can happen. So prepare yourself for that eventuality. Prepare yourself for the possible escape clause, you know, that escape hatch that you can create, the way out, if you need to get out. And it's generally, this is about three to six months into a discussion or a relationship, less generally less than a year where you're into this and where you decide I need to escape. There's no loss in that. There's no bad or good. It's just the way it is. So we'll, we'll leave you with those thoughts. Uh, we've kind of gone on much longer than we intended to talk to you about it. But think about it. 
think about how am I prepared to if we don't match up, if we don't, we can't move forward as best friends, we can't move forward as partners. The, the 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 red flags become too great for us to move forward. We have to. I've hit a stop sign, and now I need to veer left or right. So, thank you for listening. Bye. Okay, I'm back. I think how much time? Wow, they talked for a long time. <laughs> I don't realize it's like only nine minutes left in the show. So, love and romance. Spirit had a lot of nice things to say about relationships, didn't they? And yeah, they 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 help me with readings, and I do psychic work or intuitive work, and they work with me all the time. And I guess they they they've heard all the stories from myself and many other people about relationships, and they they have a good idea of what you need to do to maintain a relationship and to when to cut it loose. I think that was the main point. Know when you need to cut it loose. Okay, so let me get well. Let's get back to love and romance and things that you could do to attract love and romance. And okay, so this is from thelawofattraction.com. Six physical steps to attract to attracting love. Things that you can do right now. Kathleen Hurst is the author. I didn't get Kathleen's background. Oh, Kathleen is no. She's just the law of attraction. A person. I mean, she doesn't necessarily have what I would call a lot of credentials, but she wrote an interesting article. So let me get back to her article. And I agree with a lot of this, and I'll paraphrase it and let Spirit comment on some of it. Okay? Here we go. Number one, create a vision of your soulmate. Now, this is really interesting when you think about creating a vision of your soulmate. Let me read what she has to say. And I don't know how much we're going to get through this. And maybe tomorrow we'll talk more about love and romance. Okay. Create a vision of your soulmate. Okay. That sounds kind of interesting. Okay. The same way as you visualize, for example, having more money, you can visualize a partner. There is no need to get too specific, like thinking of hair color, style, favorite music, band. In fact, it is better not to pay that much attention to small details like that, or you might find yourself making a long list of characteristics that look more like a shopping list. And let's face it, no one is perfect, and you are not trying to attract someone who just looks good on paper. A lot of people are, though. I've been on dating sites, and and I read women's profiles. and I don't know about men because I never read their profiles, but men do the same thing. I think we we all do the same thing. We have preferences, but are our preferences so specific? Um, Some of the ones. Well, let me read the rest of this little section. So don't be too picky and focus more on the questions that what would you – what would you find attractive about them? What is it you like to be with them? And – I always kind of put it this way, and then I've read this in other places, and it's about this. Are your values very similar? Do you have very similar values? Do do your value system, is it very much alike? Okay? The other thing you might want to think of, do you have a lot of common interests, things that you both enjoy doing that you could share together? Now, you're going to have differences, and you're going to have other other interests that that, that your own that, that you don't share, but that also brings a lot of good energy into a relationship. But are you so 
um, fixated on certain things and certain characteristics about a person that limit you from being attracted to someone. Now, I have preferences, and I'm not going to get into my personal preferences about relationships and so forth, but I've read lots of things. Well, it has to be between 5'10 and 6'3". Okay, that's a preference. Now, does that limit you from attracting somebody? Does that limit you from a heart connection with somebody? He can't have facial hair is another one I've heard. Okay, does that... Now, you might have a preference that you want somebody who is a little bit more sophisticated, can carry on a certain conversation, and that's your value system. So preferences and values can cross each other, but what are you being so specific and so picky about the person you want to meet that you're never going to meet anybody. Maybe that's me. I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of looking at that. I'm going, is that me? I don't think so. Yes. So don't be too picky. Basically, don't be too picky. It's about values and interests and, and a mutual attraction. I think a mutual attraction, spirit would say, and, and, and there's a chemistry element. Let the chemistry element play out. Let the attraction that you see somebody go, oh, well, they may not be exactly what you were looking for, but there's such a chemistry attraction. Your values are very similar. Your interests are very similar that you have that enough bonding to meet somebody. Number two, make a love dream board. Now, uh, let me go through this anyway and see how much time I have. Maybe I'll skip this point on. I'll skip this one for right now. Live like, let's go to step three, because I don't have a lot of time left. Live like you're in love. It's easier to manifest real lasting love in your life if you find a way to start living as though you already have that love. So love has to fill your consciousness. You have to have that feeling of love, that energy of love, right? It's about a vibration of love. You might be a bit self-conscious when doing this type of thing at first, but really does make all the difference. And you feel good. When you have that energy of love and you're flowing with you, and you just feel good. And other things happen in your life, too. Not just romance, but other things start to happen because you raise your vibration up to that love vibration, and life just starts to flow for you. So start in a simple way. For example, you might buy a car that says, Happy Anniversary to the One I Love, or pick up a small romantic piece of jewelry that would be appropriate for a birthday. Buy something you think you want to give to your partner, right? Um, in addition, try to maintain an attitude with knowing they're already in love. Smile, listen to dreamy music, but be romantic. Just kind of let the romantic energy flow within you, and let everyone, let everyone, let everyone happy couple remind you. So if you see romantic people, you see people in love, just kind of, wow, that's really cool. I really appreciate Don't be jealous. Don't be envious. Just see them and go, wow, that feels really good. I, can, I want to be there myself. I can appreciate that. And another vital aspect of living as if includes changing your home to make it suitable for this new partner you want to attract. So you have to open up your place. Open up your place. Like they mentioned here, you want your living place to be welcoming, welcoming, romantic, and suggestive of commitment. So think hard about where and how your partner might spend their time in your house and adjust things to better suit that person. If you're a female bringing in a male, maybe there's some adjustments you can bring that would attract the male energy into your environment. Right? 
you might want to buy a chair, a new chair. You know, you get that chair that a man would like, that, you know, that lounge chair, right? Yeah, that leather lounge chair with the cup holders. You go, that's crazy stuff. But think about it. A man's, you know, that's the kind of man you're trying to attract in your life. Whoa, cool, right? Adjust your decor. Don't make it so frilly that a man would go, ooh, really? You know, this doesn't feel very inviting. Or get a new bed covers that seem more fitting for a couple than a single person. There's little things that you can do to set the environment for having a partner in your life. And this is setting the energy for a partner. While you wait for love to arrive, well, almost out of time. Okay, but you can also dedicate part of your home to doing your visualizations and other exercises. You could use Feng Shui to attract somebody into your life. You can use other law of attraction things to track, attract. The next point, which we'll, maybe we'll do more of this tomorrow, and we'll talk more about love and romance tomorrow, about attracting love, and we'll get into a little bit more about maintaining, because Spirit talked a little bit about maintaining love. Once you have it, how do you maintain it? And men, please listen to this one tomorrow if you're around how to maintain it, what you need to do, because it's not 100% the woman's work to maintain the relationship. It's a mutual process of maintaining. Now, this could be homosexual or heterosexual because there's always masculine and feminine energies in all relationships. Well, 90%, 95% of all relationships. So you, you need that masculine feminine. So what can each partner do to attract and maintain the relationship? So tomorrow we'll talk more about maintaining the relationship. Once you've got one, how do you maintain it? How do you keep it going? How do you bring vitality back into it? And going back to what Spirit said, when do you know to when to just kind of exit? Okay. Thank you for calling. I love you guys or listening. I love you guys. I will be back tomorrow. We'll talk more about this. 